What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Zach and Bashir podcast, season blank episode two. I don't know the season part, but I know the episode. We are here. The name of this episode could be a quest for consistency because we're back at it the next week, not two months later, not three months later. We are here to deliver the product straight to you. Yes. Zach, how are we doing we're today? We're here. Dude, I'm doing well. It's good to be back being consistent to some degree and feeling consistent in every capacity. Mm. You know, Bashir knows the back end. I've been going crazy in every facet, which has been nice. And so, you know, this is just another element of our consistency, bringing the pod back, bringing the consistency back. So you guys have something to listen to on your runs or in your car ride or wherever you happen to listen to our podcast. Right, because, you know, the audio space is dry out there, but there's many things to get into. First things to get into, Zach, let's talk a little bit for a second about this consistency you're saying you have. Everybody, audience, this is the most consistent I've seen Zach. You know what this is like? This is like a 2019 Zach, y'all. <laughs> I've seen a type of 2019 no van right out of William & Mary coming to you live, Zach. Dang, dang. That's crazy. That's some crazy praise. Um, I guess maybe, you know, I was like getting into daily <laughs> vlogging and stuff back then. So, uh, there was some crazy stuff happening in the YouTube life world thing of consistency, mm. dude. Um, I actually have a bit of a monologue on this that I've been thinking Ooh. about not to take over the pod, but I just really feel passionate about this thing. Dude, my, my voice is a little strange, Zach. Please give me a rest. I'll take this <laughs> rest. Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, but she's been struggling on the back end because he's had this little cough, little thing going on. Not COVID. He got mm-hmm. tested, guys. Trust, Not COVID. Trust. I got tested. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> tested and rested. Tested and rested. Tested and rested, but he does have a cough and a raspy voice. But basically what I've been thinking about is I had this conversation with my dad on the phone, and mm. we were talking about this idea of like, you know, me being inconsistent, largely. Mm. And he was like, you know what? You need to stop trying to do all these things. And I was like, damn, dad, that's pretty harsh. (laughs) Cause like I, the, a couple days before I'd called him about this like crazy idea for running in athletics I had and then yada, yada, yada and moving to different places and stuff. And Mm -mm. he was like, you need to just stop. You need to stop and just concentrate and slow down a bit. And I started thinking about this idea a bit. And I realized that I am 21 and I have a lot of goals and aspirations. And I'm trying to make them all happen at once, which is difficult for sure. And the biggest part about this is that like certain goals can happen at different times. And I'm really focused right now on trying to hone in my focuses and try to really focus primarily on the YouTube channel. And then Mm -hmm. that comes with the podcast and then treating that as like my sole thing, because I started thinking about this more and I kind of read this book about startup and got this idea that my YouTube channel is a startup. I was thinking about this and I was like, I don't need to start another company. The other day I was literally driving in the van and I was like, dude, I feel like I need to start some like big, cool thing like (laughs) Brock's gym. I was like, I need a establishment. I want to make a real business. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, I already have a business with a hundred thousand users or pretty much a hundred thousand. No cap. Yeah. I was like, I already have this amazing business. Why am I trying to start something else? And it was like this huge epiphany where I was like, 
I have what a lot of people would deem as like this really good thing, this really good business, but I mm-hmm. keep seeking more, but I'm only 21. Like I feel like YouTube channels might be the new startup world, you know, to some degree, like yeah. these people are making millions of dollars. They're making tens of millions of dollars off being an influencer. And it's not really about the money. It's more just about the impact that you have. But like, you know, Logan Paul's YouTube the money's channel. money's there. Yeah, the mm-hmm. money's there and the impact that Logan Paul per se has had or, you know, David Dobrik. His videos get more views than most typical TV shows on a network, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting and it's a really weird place to be at. But I just really had this epiphany in which I realized <laughs> I needed to focus. I needed to slow down and just be focused on this main business that I have, you know? Yeah. That's that's pretty profound, Zach, because I'll say for a while there, and I've said this to you, that you were more a business person than a YouTuber. Yeah. Like, most of our conversations historically have generally centered around businesses and everything but YouTube, even though YouTube makes up a big portion of our conversations to the point where I looked at it like, yeah, I have a friend that's a YouTuber, but he's really trying to do something else. <laughs> However... Everything you just said is absolutely true. Like, you do have crazy goals, crazy ideas for startups, but you are in the midst of this startup, which is your YouTube channel, and to some degree, to follow all your other pursuits means throwing away this one, because you can't consistently devote yourself to videos if you're constantly pursuing other things, and I think that's kind of what's happened throughout this year, where you've been doing crazy other pursuits. But there is also a direct correlation of there's not that much time for the YouTube. So aligning everything does sort of make sense. It probably is going to see great success and everything. Uh, and it may, I don't know. It makes sense. I also, the crazy thing I'll say from your monologue is like your first sentence, dude. I literally forgot you're 21. <laughs> I live, dude, no. You said 21 and I literally looked at the year. I'm like, what's he talking about? You are 21. You have so much time. Like, oh my gosh. Dude, sometimes I feel like I'm like 30 because yeah. I don't know. Like last time I was walking to the corner store and I just looked down at my feet and looked down at my body and I was like, I am getting pretty skinny from all this running stuff. I look like a 16-year-old to myself. (laughs) I was like, I feel like I'm just this 16-year-old roaming around in this adult's life. I was like, LA is scary. Like, why am I out on these streets at night? Like, I was like, I'm a kid, dog. Why am I? The streets are crazy, man. Yeah, dude. careful of the streets. And, like, I feel like I'm 30, but I realized that I was so young. I was like, oh, my gosh. I I really am, like, pretty young. That's, like, weird, Mm -hmm. you know? And you could kind of say how you're saying different goals are only available at different moments in your life. This YouTube is really like something that's very much available now. Like how you're doing it, what your channel centers around requires you to be able to run a bunch and not have a family or any type of those things or high commitments that might be there when you're 30 or even 28 or 29 Like, you are 21, you're able to live this super athletic lifestyle that people love to see. You're able to be energetic while doing it, like, that people love to see. So, a strong argument could be made that, yo, now is the time to be a YouTuber. For some reason, YouTube is popping in 2021. Who can say if it'll be popping in 2028? So, you might as well take advantage of it. True, true. And all your startup ideas can be done whenever. Yeah, exactly. It's like startup will always be there like the world of startup is always there and if Mm. you have 
crazy leverage from like a YouTube channel or something like that. It makes everything right. easier, even in the world of startup. And on the concept of leverage, like this YouTube channel being more important came to me more when I started to realize my leverage because I told Bashir about this, I think, the other week. Basically, I took mm-hmm. this survey and it took me 12 minutes and I made $100. And it was because I was yep. an influencer that I got to take the survey, you know. And it was like basically market research for influencers for a certain platform. And I realized in that moment my leverage because back in high school to make $100 at a 725 an hour job, it would have taken 12 hours or more. And I was thinking about that and I was like, oh my gosh. And that would be taxed and that would lose money on that. And then I was like, I'm not getting taxed on this. This was under the table type stuff. Like that's crazy. I just like although twelve x plus pause, the time. I don't think you can just say or it's under 40. the table, Zach. You probably shouldn't have said that. Someone is gonna stitch on you. I'm not gonna stitch on you, but uh, <laughs> IRS, please. Yeah, give, sorry about that. One, leave y'all. me be for this hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not writing this on my taxes. I'm so <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, um, but absolutely. I I remember you working at that bike shop for seven twenty five, and this reminds me. I kind of had the same thought yesterday. I was getting blood work done, checking my vitamin D levels or whatever. And for some reason they had, have you seen these? It's like the, there's just this poster and it's like mandatory state law. This is the federal minimum wage. You can't work this many hours. It's one of those, you know? Yeah. And so I'm in Indiana, the minimum wage is 725. And I remember looking at that, like I was getting paid 725, not that long ago. <laughs> like and 725 is no money whatsoever. Dude, it was if like was huge when you were making like $12 an hour at FedEx. I was like, dude, yes. you've got a good job, bro. I know, <laughs> I know. And <laughs> at least currently, like, I won't say $12 alert. I won't say $12 an hour is useless. But $7.25, if everyone's listening to this podcast, uh, not to sound insensitive, quit whatever job you're doing that's paying Or ask for a raise. Or ask for a raise. But they need to raise it like $3, $4. Because <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast... I'm sure you have enough creative potential to figure out a way to make $11 an hour. For sure. Like you could do it. For you sure. You could do it for sure. <laughs> the crazy part is we both worked for the bottom of the barrel, 725 And yes. that is just like extortion. Like that's crazy that you can pay. Highway some- robbery. Dude, I would pay somebody 725 an hour to just chill with me. You know, like literally, <laughs> just to be like a like I pay somebody seven twenty five to sit on the couch, dog. Like that is no the craziest money. part is that like we don't have a lot of money, me and you, but we could afford to hire someone for seven twenty five. Like, and they wouldn't just, have to do that much work for us, and it would be worth it. No, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, dude, I'm just not gonna go get this Big Mac today. Yeah, dude, you pay somebody <laughs> like, seventy dollars and they work for you for the day. That's so crazy. Like, yes, like that's so crazy. That's and weird. once again, just to reiterate, we're not like douches or anything. We were there, which is why we're able to say this. We definitely did not hop in the game. And it wasn't even that long ago that we were there. It. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It, it overlapped with the podcast. There's been times where I was a grown adult getting paid seven twenty five, asking for a twenty five cent raise. Not that long ago. You were like, "Hey, can ago. I have a quarter more?" And they're like, "Nah, dog. Seven twenty five is the max we can go." <laughs> Dude, I was talking to, I think it was like, I was talking to Jake. This is when we worked at the trampoline park. Yeah. I'm talking to Jake. I'm like, Jake, how much do you get paid? He's like, yeah, man, like eight bucks. I'm like, dude, they still got me on 725. You're like, they're scamming me. And I have to like, I know, and I have to like 
muster up the effort to have that awkward conversation with the manager of, can I get raised? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you to 750. And I walked away feeling so confused. I was like, I wanted a raise. I got a raise. But I still feel like I got robbed. <laughs> Dude, that's like a 5% raise. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I can't do anything more with the 25 cents. Dude, every, like, every time Zach, you work, I'm you sure... made an extra pack of gum. Sick. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm sure, not only through this Instagram, like, I'm sure this Instagram survey or whatever survey it is that you filled out, but, like, a day where you've done a lot of work. Maybe, like, stuff that we've done or a video or maybe... Other things where you're getting paid a couple hundred. I'm sure there's been days where you've made more in that day than you made an entire summer working at that bike shop. What does that kind of feel like looking back not that long ago to know I put in a summer's worth of effort and made less than I did in these four hours? Dude, it's crazy. Uh, I've definitely had days where I've made more than I made in two summers combined, bro. Like, I mean, I made so little at that bike shop. I love that bike shop and I love the guy that hired me and all this stuff. But it is just so crazy to think about, like, spending a whole summer, like, all the times I went in, all the times I drove over, like, all the times mm-hmm. I was just sorting stuff, walking around, knolling, as they called it. And, like, to make that in, like, an hour or two hours is so crazy. Like, uh, recently crazy. I got offered this opportunity to be a part of this secret mastermind group, basically. Right. It's like a YouTube brainstorm thingamajigger. And don't say too much. Don't say I'm not going to say too much, but we're getting paid <laughs> but yes. so much per hour. But it's also more hours outside of it. Like, that's the thing. A lot of these are like you're using a lot of brain power to come up with these yes. things that you're providing eventually for like this amount yes. of money. However, I would say quick interjection. An argument could be made that even if you're just working at a bike shop, you're using brain power of, OK, so how do I need to set up my schedule? When do I need to run? True. When can I do this? True. When can I do that? All in association with you having to go to work when should i eat like i need to do all these other things then you could say an argument could be made you're also putting in more hours than maybe just the nine to five at the shop for sure for sure slightly slightly i wasn't slightly, thinking too slightly. much but just that difference <laughs> is like so crazy to me because like even now when i make whatever amount of money in an hour like on the occasion that i make a lot of money in an hour or in a day it's like this weird thing where you don't feel any better. Like it feels the same as making seven twenty five an hour. You just think about yeah. making like you like I don't know when you're working for seven twenty five an hour. You're like okay, like another hour passed by, another hour passed by. Yeah. And like the only difference is that your bank account looks a little bit bigger. You know, at the end of the day, and it makes living a little bit right. easier. But also my like cost of living is a lot higher, and a lot mm-hmm. of things in life are a lot more expensive now. Like. Yo, if the van needs some new brakes, like that's gonna be five hundred bucks. Like if the van needs some new tires, that's gonna be you know six hundred, yeah. eight hundred bucks. You know, so no things are expensive. Exa- when you're I adult. actually, I actually fully agree with that. Even though I'm not paying, well, actually at this point I am paying a lot of my own expenses for the car. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> like I had a pretty good paying job over summer, and I was like confident. I was like, okay, this is gonna be pretty good financially, dude. In the last like six days, hundreds of dollars are spent. Like. I'm st- parking ticket, blank amount of dollars. Easy pay, easy pass, blank amount of dollars. Like football tickets, three hundred. Parking pass, two hundred. Rent, like crazy. I remember, like yo, money's just being deleted. But I do want to like hear your thoughts on what. Like I'm trying to find a way to articulate this fully. I would say I would love to hear your thoughts on kind of what you said about it doesn't feel different. 
Like, is that positive or negative? I'm sure that if you told yourself in 2018 or 2017 how well you'd be able to make a means for yourself, you would be in awe. When you're working 200 hours a summer, or me, 200 hours a summer, and you can make more than that super fast, like, your mind would be so blown. Isn't it kind of almost sad in a way that now that you're at this point, which can apply to everyone, you're not as blown. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could still feel that internal, like, wow, this is crazy, everybody. Uh, But I'm sure, like, we just can't. I feel like that's almost sad in a way. I feel like it is sad, but... I feel like it's just a different ball game that you're playing. Like, at that point, you're playing to make money to, like, go on dates and, like, pay for ice cream, right. you know? It's so, like, you're like, wow, I have so many dates slash ice creams worth of money. Like, I could go a hundred times and I'd be chilling. I can pay you, for the you girl, get some good too, dates. you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can could, I, I could slip her $45 and anyone's going to the movies with me. <laughs> right. But then now it's like, you know, I feel like it's less about that. And it's more about like, okay, like I need to save this much to like get this long-term like investment in like a house or in like something, you know, that like will make you more money than the money's already making you. And like, it's like this bigger game of like saving for important things and doing the right things with your money. So it's kind of like the money gets lamer. Like you have to like, be more analytical yeah. about how you spend and move this money, which is kind of it sucky, does get lame. You know? Mm-hmm. It does get lame. It's not all it's... about getting ice cream anymore. <laughs> no, it's not. Even though we wish it could be. But guys, I just want to clear this up. We are not rich by any means. We are just talking about having enough money to live on the streets. You know, like life is expensive yes. when you're in the real world, and it's just this weird thing. You know, you just have to pay your bills. No, like. No, yeah, I'm in my 10 by 4 foot room, okay, <laughs> on my six-year-old laptop. We are by no means big flep- big steppers or big spenders. But I do think that if you take people that worked at 16 and compare them to when they're 21 or 22, most people on this planet will be like, yeah, I'm making a different amount. Yeah, for sure. And, like, so whether that's 10, 15, 20, like, take a second to just think about how would you have felt about how much you're making Six years ago, because more often than not, the version of you six years ago would be shocked and be in awe. For sure. And sometimes it's just cool to think about, which is all we're doing. I agree. I agree. So, Bashir, tell me about your life right now. What is the biggest, most exciting thing about life Mm. currently? Mm. Throwing Mm. a lofty Mm. one at you. Mm. I just feel like, you know, this is a wholesome... The podcast is this really cool medium where I can just ask Bashir these wacky questions that would be weird to ask him any other time. But right. it's cool because I can do it and it's chill because it's like for an audience, it's for you guys. It's like this weird, cool thing. I actually had a name for this podcast, I thought. Of, and I was thinking it would just be called mm. Public Therapy. And we could just bring people Ooh, on. I like Public Therapy. Try and dig to their guts, you know? Ooh. Okay, see, I was going to say, which way are you get going with it? Do we bring people on? Or if you think about it, if we just keep talking... At a point, we're just going through therapy to the public. True. I think it works we both just ways. Get it could be a two-fold game. But don't escape this question here, Bashir. Yes. All right. No, no. <laughs> I, dude, I'm, I'm not escaping questions. Zach, we've talked about this, but this is such a profound theory of mine that we might have to reiterate it. And I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. And I promise it starts off as a tangent, but it all relates. Zach, have I told you why I think life is crazy? Why? 
Okay, here it is. Here it is. This is why I believe one of the reasons life is crazy. That life was so well designed. Like, you just got to think about it. Think about this, Zach. <laughs> Our life is pretty long. And because of its length, there's no one moment that is really relevant at all. Yeah. There's really not. Like, you missing a class 40 years from now, not that relevant. You missing a date, not that relevant. You failing a class 40 years from now, probably not that relevant. Like, maybe an argument could be made five things in the last 20 years. That one moment changed your entire life, but probably not. Any one moment isn't that relevant. A collection of moments probably is, okay? Yeah. Knowing this obvious fact, which we all can understand, we are still able to place 100% importance and stress on any given irrelevant moment. That's beautiful. Even though even though this date does not affect your entire life, you will really care about it. And if the date goes well, you will really be happy. Even though argument could be made, you shouldn't be that happy. It didn't matter. Even if it goes terrible, you'll feel so sad, even though it doesn't matter. And that's to everything. So I think that it's beautiful that we can care so passionately about things that aren't that important. And the way this ties together, it's really made me appreciate and thoroughly enjoy the unexpectedness of life. So, like, this summer, crazy things have happened. Not all crazy good, not all crazy bad. And throughout the emotions dealing with it, I've been able to have this underlying enjoyment of, like, wow, this is so wild that this is really going on and I'm putting all this thought into it. It's not going to be that deep. So it makes it fun that it's that deep. I'm like, yes, I'll definitely care about this. Like, I'll definitely care about this just because it's fun to care about. It doesn't even matter, but it's super fun. It's cool I can do this. It can't really turn out bad. So I'd say that for the last few months, I've really just been thoroughly enjoying the craziness of life in any aspect. Anytime something unexpected happens, I'm like, wow, that's wild. Wow, so many emotions. Wow, who's doing this? So I'd say the craziest, coolest aspect of my life right now is just all the uncertainty within it like my last year of school new last year of school at a new school with a different training group new people new friends new areas new regions people are doing different things in their life new world all these things going on in virginia tech and richmond my man zach popping off every (sighs) single aspect of uncertainty really like excites me to some degree before i even deal with it i'm excited about it because i'm like wow like life is crazy so that was my little monologue and my thoughts. Dude, I'm not even going to lie. Share Masavlo's life. That was... I, I've heard this to some degree before, but this was the most profound time I've ever heard it. Like, it hit me way deeper than mm. it typically does. And I just started to realize more and more that that is the biggest beauty of life. Like, if you're a Low stoic, key. like, I might be against stoicism now after hearing this. I'm mm. not even going to lie. Mm. Because the people that you know, mild manner their way through life. They're like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'm fine, you know, this doesn't matter, you know? Right. In the grand scheme of things, this is not important. I'm gonna just have no emotion to this engagement. Right. It's like, that's kind of a boring way to live life. I think living highly emotionally is like this really amazing part of life where like, you can be really sad about these stupid things or really mad about these stupid things. And then also really happy and excited about these crazy things. And like, if you kind of try and dull the highs and dull the lows, then you're just kind of living at this weird baseline of like, 
a lack of life almost, you know, like life is about emotion. And so I think that was uh, the most profound time I've ever heard this. I was like, wow, that is life. That is life. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to do my best to articulate it fully. Um, And, you know, I've got a lot of practice. I've told people, but just like you're saying with stoicism and all that, if we weren't meant to experience emotion, that we wouldn't be able to experience it. Like, that's why it's cool. It's because we can experience all these emotions that we have to experience them. Yeah. Like, the scale shouldn't be happiness to sadness. It should be, like, dullness to emotion, dullness to excitement. For sure. That is cool. So, therefore, like, if you're sad or happy, it's still awesome. I agree. I agree. Dude, that's There you go. Some food for thought. Dang, we both had a quick monologue. Oof. We did have low-key. Low-key, we might need, like, a monologue each podcast. <laughs> Just going like on. today's like monologue. <laughs> Dude, do you want to... This... Let us know your thoughts. What if we had a segment that's just, like, today's monologue, and we just swapped each week? And you just... Like, no one told the other person what it was about to be about. Dude, that would be interesting. I actually like that idea. I feel like sometimes All our right. monologues go deep. They do. Maybe that's they just do. Okay. self-confirmation or something, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get, wow, that was deep, bro. <laughs> We're just two crap bros, like, talking up. on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, for sure, bro. Bro, bro that was it. That was it right dog. there. Woke. He's woke, y'all. <laughs> Dude, that All right, we'll go with that. But, Zach, what is then the craziest thing, intriguing thing going on? In your life, I think that that mastermind group that I talked about is one of the most mm. intriguing opportunities because it's just with some people that I really like, and right. it's just this really cool opportunity to a grow as a creator, to learn from, learn by teaching almost. I'm not teaching, but I'm, you know, I'm helping a larger creator come up with ideas and stuff, and so it's this cool place where it's like this open forum to discuss YouTube ideas and try and come up with like really powerful YouTube ideas and learning how to do that from other people. And then also contributing what I already know. And so it's just like confirmation of everything that I've been building in my life, which is like learning how to be a good YouTuber, you know, really at the end of the day. And it's like this huge affirmation that I'm like on the right track, you know, like being acknowledged and, you know, joining this thing has been really cool because it's like, dang, like somebody really cares about my input in this space, which is just like really fulfilling to know. And more than that, it's like just really powerful to be aligned with the right people that you like really enjoy and you really care about and, you know, work with people that you like, you love per se, you know? And mm-hmm, so it's this mm-hmm. cool opportunity to do this at like a higher level and, you know, I'm really like excited to try and give my all and really like think really hard on this and work really hard on this right. and provide like immense value. And so like that's really my goal where I'm like, you know, it is doing something outside of my own channel, but it's this huge learning experience in which I can hopefully take away as much as I give and like it'll bring a lot back to me um, as much as I am yeah. giving away. Is that today? That's today, right? No, it's starting it next week. Starting next, next week. Today. So okay, yeah, this is like a, a thing that's happening in the future. But like, it's all going to just be private YouTube stuff. But 
private YouTube stuff on the DL. On the yeah, <laughs> but it should be cool. And like, if anything really cool comes out of it, like I'll mention it hopefully here. If you know anything's super public, but right, you know. So so I guess just it's funny. It's funny too because I love the podcast because we have so many conversations that throughout the week. Yeah, that. The podcast allows us to like look at the biggest takeaways. So one thing that we've talked about, but I think is a big takeaway: what is the direction of your YouTube channel now? Uh, right now, I'm running. It. I know, but they don't know. Yeah, what is it? yeah. What is the future? I'm running it like a startup, so I'm gonna kind of keep with what I'm doing right now, and slowly over time, try and like work to make it content that you guys really love, uh-huh. but also that's a little bit broader and a little bit more appealing to like larger audiences. So kind of this mixture of like what I'm doing now, what I have been doing in the past and try and transform that slowly and gradually into this like really amazing thing that we all love, you know, (laughs) and I love what I'm doing right now. Like I love making these videos in any capacity because I realized more than ever that like I just like making videos. It's this cool process of like doing all these little bits, you know, and throwing together all these It is these a bits. whole different lifestyle. For mm-hmm. sure. And it's like extremely creative and, you know, it's like a startup of one. And, you know, in startup, one of the biggest ideas is like the pivot. And basically this is defined as like you come up with this initial idea and you yeah. test it. You make small, cheap tests to figure out if your yeah. assumptions are right. And when you re- And when you realize like one of your assumptions is wrong, then you need to somehow pivot to make that right, pivot. you know? Uh-huh. And that's basically changing your company slightly to have like a larger impact, a larger reach. And so I'm making assumptions about my channel, testing them, and then I'm pivoting based upon these results. And so Ooh. I'm kind of running it as an experiment, as a startup, you know? And the powerful part about that is that like, you know, Uber started as like a private limo service that you could like order mm-hmm. pretty much. And now it's like an everyday car, which is pretty cool because they realize like, okay, this proves that like, this is a working concept, but yeah. how can we make this more accessible? How can we get now more everybody users? wants the limo? Exactly. And so then they pivoted to just being like a uh, Priuses and stuff basically, <laughs> <laughs> but they still now like have like the nice Uber services, but you know, Generally, they pivoted from being like more of like a niche product to a larger scale product, which is in marketing like a typically great thing to do. As as Bashir mm-hmm. and I listened to a book about, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it's just like this cool thing where like I'm really experimenting on my channel and like I'm seeing the numbers go up, dude. I'm like thirty. Let's see how many. I'm pretty close to a hundred thousand. Three thousand. really close. And three hundred people away. Because you were at like ninety two hundred for a little bit, dude. Yeah, I've been, dude. I've been, I've been starting the uptrend. The videos being posted twice a week is really helping to propel the channel, and like I see the growth just going up, and it's this really dude, fulfilling thing. Do you think that you'll reach it before the marathon, dude? I'm praying. Or do you I'm think praying. the marathon will be the catalyst? Because after the marathon, you'll definitely have it, dude. Uh, I I really want to do it before the marathon, just because it would be pretty amazing to like It'll reach this huge cool. milestone and then just be able to go out and do this race. But there are only five Rip weeks, so I mean, I have to have some big videos. But you know, with you guys' help, maybe just telling all your friends right. in the world, we can do it. 
and it'll just be a huge dude, milestone. I know like 400,000 people alone, so I definitely got oh, you. Oh, dude, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm only asking that because if you hit it around the marathon, and I'll try and see you in Chicago in the marathon, because South Bend is close to Chicago, I'm definitely hosting you a 100K party <laughs> for you. Dude, party for that, for sure. I need to. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Oh my god, no dude, question. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. I know their date. What's the date of the marathon again? Uh, Chicago Marathon. <laughs> What's no the date? The date. Oh, the, the date. date. I thought you said name. I was like, oh, it's that you know the city near your town. Um, <laughs> it's the tenth, I think. I think the tenth of the October. 10th. Okay. So it's coming up. Okay, got you. Bl- big plans actually for that week and really big plans for that weekend for sure. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. We'll get it right. We'll get it right. Excited. All right, Zach. So speaking of dates, it's the seventh. Eight days out from our self-anointed book doneness date. Book doneness mm. date. Does that work? Mm. Yes. How how's the progress been going on the other side? I put I'm trying to get my hundred dollars, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you're you might be close to on track, but the thing is that I put in some work last weekend, or I guess two weekends ago. And then the week was hectic, and then now I've got in this point where I'm like, I'm going to have to put in like 12 hours of writing probably to sink this book. And I think that it is possible. Basically, my goal is to just kind of like clear the work I have today, finish the edit, post it, do the podcast, post the podcast, and then just like sink every night into just making this thing a reality like really into making it, right. it go yeah because okay. it'll be so special if we do it you know that's that's good to hear because i also will need to sink in about 12 hours myself. <laughs> 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 it depends how focused the hours are it could vary a couple but uh because i have no intention of losing this bet but it is going to take a momentous effort for sure. To make it quality. For to sure. make it quality. Quality is number one priority. But it is hard. It is hard to write it a is, book, guys. It's not the easiest thing. Guys, it's like we know how to run, but like explaining it, it's hard to figure out what people don't know. Yeah. Because no one explained it to us, you know? Right. Which is why there's an opportunity for the book. No one ever sat us down before we started and said, this is what you'll go through. So it's kind of hard to figure out what people will go through. For sure. For sure. Dude, one cool thing about this book is that as I've been running more, I've been able to kind of mm. test out some theories and stuff about training. Ooh. Like I've learned a lot by self-training myself again. Mm-hmm. And self-training myself. For sure, self-training. By self-training, <laughs> I've learned a lot because I'm basically doing the most Oh my gosh. One second. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, that was lit. I just got this Nike box, and I think it's going to be some really cool stuff. So that's going to be a video soon. Yeah, dude, I was planning to record this and make it into a video because, like, I've never unboxed one of these boxes on YouTube in this new series, and I just love getting these boxes because they're always so special. Do you know what's going to be in it? No clue. That's the best part. It's like a mystery box. Oh. Super cool. I do. Okay. Super Mm, cool. I got you. I got you. Super cool. So before I got rudely interrupted by the FedEx man, just kidding, he's great. Thank you for dropping on my package. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the cool things that I've been testing in my training is like going radical. Like I radical. have been doing stuff that I will never recommend doing to any other human, but I've been. What's an example? What's an example? Oh, bro. Going from like 20, 30 miles a week to like 70. That's. 
That's oh. an example. Bashir knows how to do that's that. Bashir's an expert. That's a must. That's a must. <laughs> yeah, that's a must. But like <laughs> I thought you meant something radical. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. But like taking these huge jumps, like I did seventy two or seventy four miles, seventy three miles, and then this week I think I'm gonna do about eighty seven miles, which is just mm. not recommended in any way. No, it's not. It's really not. But the best part about it is that I get to feel this limit of where you can push your body and where to not mm-hmm. push your body and how to push it in this way and how to not and how to recover and how to save yourself. And I found out like the way to get the maximum performance out of my body, at least so far. And it's been going so well. Like a few of the biggest things I've been doing recently are that I've been really, really moderating my stress load. And okay. a way of doing like that. Like mental stress or physical, physical. stress? Just like okay. how bad my body hurts you know like Mm -hmm. if i feel awful in a run next day i'm definitely going deadly easy like i'm gonna go at a pace i won't look at my watch really for pace like i i actually never influence what i do by the pace my watch says except for on hard runs like i like to take my easy days at a pace that my body says is easy so i just don't look Mm -hmm. i just say whatever my body feels it'll do and so when I'm feeling bad, I make a strong point to go easy for a day, two days, three days, however long it takes to like really recover this portion that's hurting really bad. And for example, my calves were hurting a ton at the start of last week. And so I was like, I'm just going to take as many days as it takes to make these things feel well. And that doesn't mean that I didn't run a lot. I still ran a lot. I just ran a lot really (laughs) slowly and really slowly. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, really slowly is all relative. I just let my body go. It was probably like seven minute pace, but a lot of easy days, you know? Yes. And then I finally felt good again, went hard and my hamstring started hurting. So I went easy for a number, nope. number of days after that. And then I went hard again and now I'm feeling good after a hard Sunday run and then an easy day in between. And now I'm like, okay, I can take one easy day and then go hard tomorrow or something like that. And another way I've been like adjusting this is that like I didn't take protein one day and I've been having Ooh. to take a ton of protein after each run. As an accident or to test it out? No, as an accident. It was so tragic. Okay. I just got home. I was so Aww. tired. My stomach hurt. And I was like, eh, I just won't take protein. And it was just like a 10-mile run. You know, I was like, it was an yeah, easy run, yeah. kind of long. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't kill you. It shouldn't kill you. You know, back in high school, I'd come home from practice and never take in protein. You know, I'd eat dinner, right. whatever. Vegetarians act. <laughs> but, like, that next morning, I was broken. The next run, one wow. of the most painful runs of my entire training cycle, dude. And so I make it a point to take in protein after every single run, 20 grams at least, because I noticed that immediately my muscles will hurt. The next day I'm done for. And so at least for me, like that's been huge. Also taking iron to kind of keep my iron levels up as I've been crushing my body, drinking tons of water. Right. But mm-hmm. like small mm-hmm. things like wearing calf sleeves and taking in protein have been just so impactful, you know, and really. I'm going to hop on the calf sleeve wave today. Uh, but in general, it's just interesting to hear all those things because having been in like training programs like Tech, Notre Dame, high school, you do all those things because they tell you to. Exactly. So from that perspective of recovery, I've never been like, hmm, how would I feel? How important is it? Because they give you no option. Like you finish a workout here, take this, take this, take that. Right. So it's interesting to hear like, you're like, no, you don't want to be on this other side of the grass. Like you'll feel terrible. Yeah. And it's cool because like in your program, like the easy days are just built in and the hard days are just built in and you have to do on exactly. that day. 
but since I'm training myself, I can take the easy days when I need the easy days. You know, I can adjust my workout day from yeah. Wednesday to Thursday, which is really, really powerful because it's allowed me to train at my peak when I needed to. And I didn't need a whoop band to do this. I just felt my body and I said, yeah. no, I'm not ready to do a workout. Today. We won't even... We won't even get started on the whoop band, the utter, the utter ridiculous ridiculousness that <laughs> is the whoop band. Okay, that's two hundred dollars soft bank investment. <laughs> that I've heard from a lot of top programs, there is an integration of that. Like I guess I can't say too much, but there is an integration of that of being really responsive to how people are feeling. For sure. That I think separates the good from the great. Now, Zach, there's one more thing we got to talk about before we end this episode. And you probably know what it is. Like, something happened since the last time we had a podcast. Something beautiful happened. Dude. Something great happened. Something historic happened. Something legendary happened. We posted a podcast Something terrific happened. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Something otherworldly happened. I'm going to keep going because it was this crazy. Something, what's another synonym? Give me one, give me one. Godly. Something godly happened. Zach, what a great word because... Our brother, who we don't know, who doesn't know us, who we know and love, he dropped the album. Zach Six God oh, dropped the album my, no, last No, 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 no. <laughs> he dropped Ye the album dropped last Friday, an album, bro. First off, first off, first off. Bro. I don't ever mention Kanye, dude. I hate Kanye. No. I, hate Kanye. No. I hate Kanye so much. I hate Kanye. Dude. And everybody knows I love Drake. Like the reason why we're mentioning this. On this philosophy running podcast is because Bashir Masavlo loves Drake love to Drake. death. Okay, so I gotta shout him out. He dropped the album. It really like it's perfect. It's perfect, bro. Man. What? It's, per- it's beautiful. It's not your type of. Th- bro, it's perfect, what? dude. Zach, it's perfect. Let me tell you why it's not perfect. It's called Certified Lover Boy, dude. It's called Certified Lover Boy. How can I not like that, bro? But the flows overused. The samples overused. Bro, I felt like t- I've already listened to this album Zach. before. I felt really Zach, what disappointed. Are you, what are you talking about? What you, I felt like many of his flows about? were very similar to ones I've heard before, which, you know, is typical, but I felt like some of Drake's flows were just too similar. It was like he just copy and pasted and added new lyrics. And then also some of the samples, like the intro sample, the problem is that I just have listened the to a lot of random music that I've heard the samples from. Like, that was Masego in the intro, and I was like, ooh, I was like, that's cool that you use this, but also I've just heard this song way too many times. And then also like, Zach, Zach, Zach. bro, oh also God. on the Travis Scott song, I know that OG <gasps> sample, that girl, like I actually think that that's probably one of the best songs on the album. But um, that sample is just this song that I listen to a lot when I'm hiking crazy enough. So I was just like, this is just weird hearing him mash up my favorite songs, dude. Zach, I will say, I will say, like, we've had many debates over albums in these years. You came correct, okay? You did come correct. Like, you are trying to hit facts. You thank you, the, thank you. Like, I really respect your argument. Screw all that, <laughs> Screw all that. Screw all that, dude. Screw all that. I don't care if it's a ample sample of whatever it is, dude. Drake, when Drake steps on it, it's his, okay? So, to me, he didn't sample anything, all right? They got used, all right? It's like the notebook you have doesn't sample the trees. It's now a notebook. <laughs> Drake makes these songs, so Great now we don't analogy. care about the old songs that are relevant. Um, fair, fair responses, but I've kind of come into the sense of, hey, look, man, you like your stuff. 
I like my stuff. The people like their stuff. No one likes Kanye. Whoa, yo, Kanye's creative. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother thing. Thank you guys for listening to episode two. <laughs> this debate will go on way too long. Yeah, we could go so on for weeks. We'll leave so it at that. We'll end the episode here. Yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> all my Drake listeners, like shout out to y'all. Love y'all. All you the know, Yay listeners, shout out. This Comment on Bashir's latest post that nah. Donda's better than CLB. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. You will get spam blocked. Spam him. Spam will, him. No, like, no, you will get blocked. <laughs> you will get blocked. We don't stand for that here. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. It was another fun episode of the podcast. We're glad to be back. Tell your friends about the pod. Drop a <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a ton. But guys, we love you so much and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.